0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Players Named Later podcast. I'm Ed. That's Dan. Say hi, Dan. What's up, Ed?
1: Interesting week.
0: Oh, I'll say this is what what week are we in? This is week five now, four, five, four. four. Week four recap, week five picks. Let's jump right into it, and let's go with a game that scared all of us, and that was on Thursday night. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Miami Dolphins 27 to 15. But the only thing we really need to talk about this one is Tua Tungabayaloa,
1: who has already been marked out for Sunday's game and could be out a lot longer. This isn't something I take pride in saying, but I told you so. I told you that he should have never been playing. It was a con- clear concussion, not no shoulder injury, spinal nerve, whatever. It was a clear concussion. And if Tua's career is over, he should be suing the NFL.
0: And the Miami Dolphins, they already fired that independent Neurolo- neurologist, neurologist or whatever. Yeah, the eye in the sky,
1: or whatever you want to call it. But Whoever was game- supposed to clear him. It was, I mean, clear concussion. And that that might have been one of the scariest moments I think I've ever seen. At least, obviously, you know, recency biased um, it is. But he should have never been out there, and I think that's what made it scarier. Everybody knew it, but yet he was still out there playing. Agreed. Uh, Let's do talk about what
0: happened outside of that. Uh, There was a lot of field goals kicked in this one by my count. One, two, three, four, five, and a missed extra point. So the kickers did play a role here in this one. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater came in relief of Tua, went 14 for 23 for 193, a TD and a pick. Tua was 8 for 14 for 110 and a pick, and a costly sack. Uh, Teddy, touchdown did add 11 yards on the ground. Raheem Moster, 15 rushes, 69 yards. When you lose your starting quarterback, you have to run the football better than that. Uh, Tyree Kill showed up, though, 10 catches, 160 yards. Is th- is this game any different if Tua finishes
1: this game? I think so. Uh, I I really do. I mean, I think it is by far a a different game. I think that the way Miami was playing, they were definitely fighting this. I mean, they only scored three points in the in the second half. Right. So you you definitely are looking at. You're definitely looking at a different game. I don't know if the outcome's different. The Bengals, I feel like, still win this game. But I feel like it's a lot – there's there's a lot more possibilities to go there. And well, Bridgewater's a capable quarterback. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's true. He's not going to – he's going to keep them floating above water for when Tua gets back, if Tua can come back.
0: To be fair, Cincinnati didn't run the football any better. Joe Mixon, 24 carries, 61 yards. He did have a score. But he did not do very much in his game. T. Higgins, though, seven catches, 124 yards, and a score. Jamar Chase, four catches, 81 yards. He had a good day as well. Joe Burrow, 20 for 31, 287, two TDs. Only sacked one time, which was which is a huge deal if you're the Cincinnati Bengals.
1: You got anything else to add to this one there, boss? Uh, yeah, Tyler Boyd went one for one with a 23-yard pass. 118.7 Quarterback rating? Um, no, I mean nothing really to add here. This was a this was a fairly good game when you take out the Tua injury. Mm-hmm. Um, still competitive. I enjoyed watching it. We, there's we got to take those as we get them because you never know right. how many good Thursday night games you're gonna get.
0: Well, we got a good Sunday morning game in where were they at? They were somewhere London. London, one one of them soccer stadiums over there. Uh, 28-25 in favor of the Minnesota Vikings, who are now 3 and 1. The Saints fall to 1 and 3. This one ended with a double doink on a 61-yard field goal. Uh,
1: <sighs> I mean, it happened. Andy Dalton what? did Andy Dalton things, and that's not enough. You kind of gotta.
0: I mean, if you're the NFL, you're not mad.
1: No, you it's can't a, be mad about this same if you the A
0: one-score game that came down to the final play on an on a international scale. Uh, to get us there, Will Lutz hit a 60-yard field goal with 151 left to tie the game for the Saints. Then the Vikings went down. Greg Joseph with 24 seconds left from 47 yards made it 28-25. Then Lutz again from 61. Double-doinked it. And missed the game-tying field goal. Kirk Cousins, 25 for 38, 273, a TD, a pick, and three sacks. Uh, Let's see. Justin Jefferson, one rush for three yards, but 10 catches for 147 yards. As he looked like what he is, one of the best receivers in football?
1: Uh, Finally, again.
0: Uh, Andy Dalton, 20 for 28, 236, one TD, no interceptions, which... It's A good thing for Andy Dalton, he, and he really didn't have a bad day. Quarterback rating of 108.6. The Saints ran the football between Latavius Murray, Mark Ingram, and Taysom Hill 26 carries for 108 yards and two touchdowns on the ground. So it really wasn't all that bad.
1: Chris really Olave mama, looks like the real deal. Olave. Alave looks Alave. like the real deal. Sixty-seven yards, one touchdown. He also, I believe, has the most air yards in the NFL right now, if I'm not mistaken. It's something like that, yeah. Um he just looks good. I mean, he was definitely their number one receiver out there. No Michael Thomas. Uh I believe no, yeah, I mean Jarvis Landry was out there, but two receptions, seven yards. Tell Helen yeah. might have fallen. Yeah. Andy Dalton the, with one fumble good. lost.
0: Uh Greg Joseph, he did kick five field goals. And convert on two extra points. So he, I believe he is the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, good for the Vikings. They now sit in first place in the North. So my nephew's a Vikings fan and said they're better than the Packers. And we're going to find that out soon. Let's move along to one of the many disappointments of the week. Which, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is the first of three games that I missed. I was 13-3, and the best week I have ever had. Two of those three losses came from the two biggest disappointments in my NFL fandom, the Cleveland Browns and the Los Angeles Rams. We're going to talk about the Browns today and Kevin Stefanski and his inability to call a good game. This one came down to the wire again, 23-20 in favor of the Atlanta Falcons, who now pull the 500. Luckily for the Browns, the North had a bad week again. Young Koo put... The Falcons ahead with a pair of field goals at 719 of the fourth quarter and at 228 of the fourth quarter. But Teddy uh Teddy Bridgewater. Jacoby Brissett threw his only interception late in the fourth quarter, costing the Browns the victory. He was 28 for 35, 234 in a score and a pick. Uh Nick Chubb 19 for 118 and a score. He also added two receptions for nine yards. Kareem Hunt, 10 rushes. Forty-nine yards, two catches for 19. David Njoku continues to be one of the best tight ends in football, at least this season. Five catches for 73. He did have a costly turnover as he lost a fumble. For Atlanta, Marcus Mariota completed seven passes and they won the football game. He was seven for 19 for 139 and an interception. Atlanta's ground game between four different guys, Avery Williams, Corderell Patterson, Caleb Huntley, and Tyler Algier. Algier. Algier, sure. Combined total for for 202 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, The passing game obviously is not there when you only throw seven passes, but Marcus Mariota did just enough, or was this the Browns giving away the football game?
1: I think it's the Browns giving away the football game, bud. Um, But don't get me wrong. I mean, seven for 19 is terrible, but Atlanta hasn't looked bad all season. If we're being honest here, they've looked like a solid team. Um, I I really just don't know what to say about this one. It's just an interesting script. I thought Amari Cooper was going to play a bigger role on this team. It looks like David Njoku is going to be working his way up to the, to the elite tight end category for fantasy. If he continues to play the way he does, five receptions for seven for seventy-three yards with an average of fourteen point six on that. He caught five of seven targets as well. Um, so it, it's just going to be interesting to see how this how this plays out in my opinion for the Browns and see if they can if the North can continue to struggle and they can continue to keep their head above water until they get their quarterback.
0: Well, to be fair, it was third and twenty-three, and when Brissett threw that interception. So they kind of had to go deep anyway, but still Brown's got to do better, especially against a team like the Atlanta Falcons. Let's move along. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the Tennessee Titans. The Titans come away with this one at Indianapolis in Lucas Oil Stadium, 24-17 one of the nine one score games of this week. And I believe all of uh, the first three on Sunday were that way. Give Matt Ryan some credit for making this one close at the end as he threw two touchdowns to Mo Alley Cox, one with two thirteen left in the second quarter and one with seven twenty-six left in the third quarter to make it a one score game, but neither team could either pull away or tighten the contest. Did you watch this one, Dan? What did you think about Matt Ryan who threw for three hundred and fifty six yards?
1: I mean, he only averaged I mean he averaged nine point six yards per attempt here. Still throw an interception. I still think Matt Ryan is just another Joe Flacco at this point. You put Joe Flacco in place of Matt Ryan and the Colts are probably in the same position. Maybe even better at two and two. Um, I just think that his time has come. I think the bigger story out of this is the fact that Jonathan Taylor touched the ball 20 times for 42 yards. Oh, and has been ruled out this week due to a high ankle injury. Um, they, They need to get that. They need to get that ground game going. Um, there is absolutely no way around that. They need to get that ground game going or that team is not going to be good. Interesting comments made by uh, Naheem Himes about the quarterback situation and how it's just a revolving door and it takes them a while to get chemistry. And that kind of explains why they're in the situation that they are. Uh, Derrick Henry had himself a decent game, I would say, with only an average of 5.2 yards per attempt, Um, slightly being naive there, but, If they can keep him going, they're going to keep winning games this way. It's just a matter of the scheme against them.
0: Well, the drives in the second half in reverse order, Chase McLaughlin missed a 51-yard field goal with 204 left. Jonathan Taylor fumbled with 847 left on the Tennessee 24-yard line. Then there was a 19-yard punt out of bounds on the first play of the fourth quarter. They had set Tennessee up on their own twenty yard line, and then that goes to the touchdown from Matt Ryan, and that's that was the second half. So a terrible punt, a, a fumble, and a missed field goal. You're not gonna win that way if that's how Atlanta plays the second half. That's just the way that is. Uh, let's talk about the stats. Indianapolis.
1: Right? <laughs> that's not how Indianapolis plays. Whatever. 17 for 21,
0: 137 and two scores. He was sacked three times for Ryan Tannehill. Derek Henry, is he back? 22 for 114 and a score. He added three catches for 33 through the air. Uh, Nothing else really through the air for Tennessee. For Indianapolis, Matt Ryan, 27 for 37, 356, two TDs and a pick. He was sacked three times. Jonathan Taylor, terrible on the ground. As... This is probably even worse. 23 rushes for 38 yards for the Indianapolis Colts.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is it is what it is at this point. I think somebody has to win this division, and I don't think it's either of these teams. So.
0: Also, uh, Taylor lost a fumble to add to his bad day. Matt Ryan also lost a fumble.
1: And threw an interception. And
0: threw a pick. So there's that. These are two middle of the road teams,
1: like yeah, neither one of these teams are playoff teams for me right now. They're not good, but they're not necessarily terrible. Let's we'll see how the
0: things shake out in a couple of more weeks whether or not to give up on one or both. Let's move along to the Washington commanders falling in Dallas to the Cowboys 25 to 10 Cooper Rush stays
1: undefeated. Will he have a job next week, Dan? Um, Ed, if you remember correctly, after week one, I said to you, I said, Hey, hypothetical situation here Cooper Rush goes undefeated. Does Dak have a starting job back or do they have a quarterback controversy? And you said, You scoffed at that idea.
0: Well, you don't pay a backup quarterback 200 something million dollars, maybe not backup, but do they so do they rush Dak back as quick now? He wants to come back on
1: Sunday. I don't but think he does. You
0: didn't listen to what I just said. You don't pay a backup quarterback that much money. Jerry Jones may pay a backup quarterback that much money. Didn't he do that with Tony Romo?
1: That's, that's, isn't, that's, isn't that that's how Dak got the job? Tony got hurt? Blow.
0: That's a low blow. That, that was saying. outside of his hands. Carson Wentz. 42 attempts for only 170 yards, 25 for 42, for 170, a TD, two picks, and two sacks. The ground game for the Commanders was decent spread across three players, Antonio Gibson, Jonathan Williams, and J.D. McKissick for 49, 48, and 40 on the ground. You can add Carson Wentz one rush for five yards, I guess. Uh, He spread the ball around going to eight different receivers, nobody over 50 yards, with Jahan Dotson getting the only receiving score. Cooper Rush, 17 for 27, 223 and two scores, no interceptions, only sacked one time. The Cowboys didn't run the football especially well with Zeke Elliott, 19 carries, for 449 yards. You got to give it to CeeDee Lamb, six for 97 and a score. He's about the only thing that stands
1: out. I mean oh, Noah I Brown, that kid. I I said I said this too the same week. I said we got to figure out who's Cooper Rush's favorite favorite target is coming off the practice coming off the the second team. It's been Noah Brown. Noah Brown's been there weeks two, three, and four. Um, he had three I hope, catches, dude. Three catches for 61, averaging 20.3. Right, but one of
0: them was a 45-yard grab. You take that for. I mean, you <laughs> you can't take away a third of his fucking yards, but still, dude.
1: I mean, I'm just saying, no, trust me, C.D. Lamb is there, and I traded for C.D. Lamb as soon as Dak got traded. As soon as Dak got hurt, I traded for C.D. Lamb because I feel like that's a better long-term play. I'm just saying, Noah Brown may be something to pay attention to. So what's going? can you answer this question for me, Ed? What's going on in Dallas's backfield? Pollard only touched the ball eight times this game. Last game, it looked like Tony Pollard was the starter. Reasons? Okay. I can't make
0: sense of it. I mean, yeah, you, Zeke's making a lot of money. But Troy Pollard is clearly, at this stage of their career, a better choice to run the football. But because Zeke is making that money, they got to give him the football.
1: Um, Okay. Uh, Fair enough, I guess. Um, I don't really have anything else to add on this. Besides, there were a lot of red zone drives that ended in nothing.
0: Yeah, it's typical NFC leased football. Let's move along. Let's go to... The Seattle Seahawks and the Detroit Lions, the first time ever in the illustrious history of the NFL, we had a game finish 48 45 as Pete Carroll's team pulled one out on the road in Detroit. There are a lot of scoring in this one, but.
1: Uh, I think it may be easier to recap the scoring by just talking about who scored the touchdowns. Will Disley 17 yards from Gino.
0: Hawkinson, 32 yards from Jarek Goff. Gino, eight yard rush. Everly 49 yard field goal. Myers, 56 yard field goal. Noah Fant, two yards from Gino. Jamal Williams, one yard from Everly. Oh, hit extra point failed. Uh, Tariq Wilson, 40 yard pick six. Jamal Wilson, 51 yard rush. Rashad Penny, 36 yard rush. Jason Williams, three yards from Goff. Jason Myers, 25-yard field goal. Hawkinson, four yards from golf. Rashard Penny, 41-yard rush. Justin Jackson, two yards from golf. And that's that. That's a lot. That's a lot. Seattle rushed for 235 yards and three scores on the ground. Detroit matched that with 145 yards and two scores on the ground. Over 1,000 yards of total offense between these two teams. Defense Same. did not... Uh, th- There wasn't a lot of defense here, although there were three turnovers in this contest. Geno Smith looked good. 23 for 30, 320, two TDs, no picks, no sacks. Rashard Penny, 17 for 151 on the ground with two scores. Geno added seven for 49 and a score on the ground. Uh, DK Metcalf, seven catches, 149 yards. And then Tyler Lockett, six catches for 91 yards. Four. Let's point
1: out both of those guys, respectively, DK was only targeted 10 times, and Lockett was only targeted 8. So, a combined target to only 5. 5 passes that those two guys didn't catch. I mean,
0: they were, what, 18 for 23 on passes to them? Or
1: 18, 13 for 18, excuse this me. This game was just nuts in general. And I think, <laughs> Ed's going to hate me, I think Detroit, even though sitting at 1 and 3... Maybe the best team in that division.
0: Yeah, sure. Uh, Jarrett Goff, twenty-six for thirty-nine, three seventy-eight, four touchdowns, an interception, and a sack. Jamal Williams, nineteen for one hundred eight and two scores on the ground. T.J. Hawkinson, eight catches, one hundred seventy-nine yards and two scores, including an eighty-one-yard touchdown. Uh, Justin Jackson, two catches, four yards and a score. Big day for him. And you got Reynolds
1: seven for eighty-one. Let's not with a score. Let's not. Detroit, Detroit
0: did this minus a few people, including Amon-Ra St. Brown, who was a favorite target for Jared Goff yeah. early this year.
1: Their top two receivers were out, I'm pretty sure. Amon-Ra and Christian Kirk.
0: Yes, both of them were. Uh, this game came down to the end. Detroit made it interesting. However, I do believe this came down to another onside kick attempt at the end of the game and did not happen.
1: Two weeks in a row.
0: Yep. Recovered in a row. by Seattle. Yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. You know, there's it's a,
1: a heck, it's a heck of a game.
0: It was, and it came down to the end. The NFL, you know,
1: can't and, be upset with this week. And Jared Goff doesn't look bad. I don't really care. The three, yeah. Four weeks of the season. He doesn't look bad. The Houston
0: Texans at NRG stadium did not win. They dropped to 0-3-1 as they fell 34-24 to the loss. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, it doesn't matter where the Chargers are playing at. Nobody watches them. Um, They fell. Is Justin Herbert scary when he's healthy? Because I think he is. Or is Houston just that bad?
1: I saw – oh, Houston's definitely just that bad. But uh, once again, this is a 10-point game, and this is something that I talked about with Houston. They're going to be competitive. Um. And I'm God, Justin Herbert's so good. But the media makes you the media makes me dislike him. I think it's because he came in with
0: and I'm not saying it's the same year, but Jared All, or the the guy in Baltimore or not Baltimore. La-
1: no, he came in a year after Buffalo, us. Buffalo, the guy in Buffalo. Um, no, he came in a year after them.
0: I'm talking about the same kind of core group of, of quarterbacks because he's not. And who is that guy's name?
1: Josh, Josh Allen.
0: He's not Josh Allen, he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of in that second tier kind of thing. And you can group Lamar in there as well. You know, it's those 3 and then you got guys like Herbert, and Herbert's the fourth best quarterback in a really talented quarterback group.
1: You yeah, I mean, what? he came in with he came in with uh, Burrow. Well, there Yeah, there's another one. He came you in know. with with Burrow and Tua. It was Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Jalen Hurts. I, there's the, another
0: one, yeah. I mean, all having great years, but and oh, I think, and Jordan Love,
1: we can't forget about Jordan Love. He came in, yeah,
0: because that so. that's a superstar in the making. Um, we also can't underplay the fact that he plays for the Chargers, and nobody cares about the Chargers, not even in Los Angeles. Justin Herbert, 27 for 39, 342 scores, one sack. Uh, Austin Eckler had a day, although it was split up. He did go over 100 yards total. 13 rushes for 60 yards and two scores. Six catches for 49 yards and a score. Austin Eckler, fantasy guy. You need to look into him. Mike Williams also seven catches, 120 yards, including a 50-yard bomb. Uh, Davis Mills didn't have a bad day, didn't have a good day, but didn't do enough. 26 for 35, 246, two TDs, two picks, four sacks. Uh, Damian Pierce, 14 rushes, 131 yards, a 75 yard touchdown run. Other than that, I mean, Nico Collins, three catches, 82 yards, but a good chunk of that was a 58 yard catch. And then Brandon Brandon Cooks, Cooks, Rex Burkhead each had a score and both men were targeted the same amount of times they caught the football, a combined 12 for 12 on passes to each of them.
1: What's interesting is Rex Burkhead had had zero rushes. That may be a telling telling sign to defenses.
0: Or maybe they didn't need to do it because Damian Pierce was 14 for 131. My point was is
1: he had five receptions, so he was on the field clearly, and they didn't rush the ball with him once when he was on the field. He didn't even have one rushing attempt. Uh, Decoy? Maybe
0: he's hurt. Maybe there's something going on that we don't. No, let's see how this the Chargers now improved to two and two. They're going to be players in that AFC West, but they're still in a division with Kansas City. So there's that. Let's move along at Lovie Smith. Once again, is familiar with the L column, a team that Lovie Smith used to coach the Chicago Bears. They fell again. They are now two and two as the New York Giants merrily. They roll along. 20-12 to at MetLife Stadium, Michael Bagley had a day as he had four field goals that kept the Bears, well, he accounted for all the Bears scoring, but sadly, when your field goal kicker is your scoring, chances are you're not going to win. Justin Fields did not have a sub-500 completion percentage this week. Because he was at 500, 11 for 22, 174, no TDs, no picks, and sacked six times. He did add 52 yards on the ground. Khalil Herbert, 19 rushes for 77 yards, and Tristan Ebner, six rushes for 20. I'm not sure what Chicago's offense is here, but I don't think it's good. Darrell Mooney, four catches, 94 yards for the Giants. As we had Tyron Taylor come in. Daniel Jones, 8 for 13 for 71
1: yards and a sack. Is he playing next week, Dan? That's a good question. Um, because Tyron Taylor can't catch a break. All right, Saquon was playing quarterback, and Daniel Jones was out there lining up as a receiver because he had to call the plays. I don't know if you saw that towards the end of the game.
0: Yeah, that's not good. That's 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 not good. Daniel Jones... Six rushes for 68 yards and two scores. Saquon Barkley ran the football 31 times for 146 yards. That's a lot of rushes for a guy that can be known to be pretty fragile. Things are going to be interesting for the G-men going forward as far as who's in the backfield for them. And that's why we both have picked the Giants to lose this week,
1: correct? Uh, we'll get there.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at that. I don't even see the Giants on the
1: schedule. Yeah, Second game against oh, Green yeah. Bay.
0: Oh, yeah, against Green Bay. That's right. They That's overseas as well, isn't it?
1: That is an overseas game, yeah.
0: Jacksonville at Philadelphia, 29-21. The Eagles remain undefeated as they win a good one at home at Lincoln Financial Field. Nick Sirianni's kind of looking like a
1: genius, isn't he? Uh, Next year, I mean, I think that team's good, but I guess we got to give some some credit there to the coach. Uh, Maybe we need to give some credit to
0: the defense of the Philadelphia Eagles. Trevor Lawrence lost four fumbles and threw a pick five total turnovers, the most by a quarterback with the well, the four lost fumbles, the most by a quarterback since 1991. He was 11 for 23, 174, two TDs, a pick, four sacks, four lost fumbles. He also rushed the football two times for seven yards. Travis Etienne, eight, catch, or eight rushes for 32 yards. James Robinson, eight rushes for 29 yards. Not good on the ground for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Jamal Agnew added four for 50 through the air with two scores. But that... Philly defense. Smothering, I think, is the right word.
1: I mean, they they scored twice. They, they jumped out to an early 14 point lead, and then they kind of what they turned they, they turned it around. I mean, I don't this game was competitive. They they scored another touchdown with seven nineteen left in the fourth. By far, this game was still in reach, only down eight. So I mean they kept it competitive. I think that's a good showing for the Jaguars as well. But I mean, Philly does look like they're the real deal, kind of like I've been saying all season.
0: Yeah, um, after turning the football over on downs, Trevor Lawrence in the first play after the two-minute warning, fumbled the football and probably the chance for Jacksonville to come back in this one as Jalen Hurts took three knees and the game was over. uh, Costly, costly turnovers by Trevor Lawrence as it ended. Here's another one, another sack and a forced fumble deep in their own territory that The Eagles converted.
1: I'm not saying it's going to be, I'm not saying it's the easiest. I'm I'm not saying that they're going to be great, but I will tell you what, I think they're the best team in their division. Talking about the Jaguars.
0: He also threw an interception on the Philly
1: 16 that cost them points. And you know, Peterson won at that. Yeah. Yeah, You know he won at that game.
0: Sometimes wanting and getting are two different things. And then here's an aborted snap, which is technically a fumble on him deep inside the Jacksonville territory, which Philadelphia turned into points. Uh, here's another sack and a fumble at the Philadelphia 34. So, yeah, I mean, he had a bad game. scoring range. <laughs> it wasn't that he had a bad game. It's where the turnovers happen. And you can't turn it over deep in your own territory or in scoring range and expect to win a football game. Just That's the way it is. Let's move along. We're going to go to Pittsburgh where the Steelers fall short against the New York Jets. I don't care if it's called Akershire Stadium. That's Heinz that's Field until the day I die. They can call it whatever they want, but that's just not correct. This one came down to the very end. A Bryce Hall two-yard rush with Brees, sixteen, Bryce Hall. Hall, whatever. A two-yard rush with sixteen seconds left put the Jets up for good. The Steelers were up twenty to ten with seven thirty-one left. As the motto of the AFC North, "You can never trust the lead," as this one was blown again. However, the big story coming out of this one: new quarterback in Pittsburgh. It's picket time. Kenny Pickett, the first round pick for the Steelers, is now. Oh boy, did he pick it this center. week! He did not have a good one through the air. Ten, Although, to be fair, none of his passes hit the ground. None well, of his no, passes I
1: mean, hit the ground. He, he was, was thir- 13 for 13,
0: 10 for 13 for 120 yards and three interceptions. However, he did have two scores on the ground, 6-for-15 rushing. Najee Harris, 18-for-74. Mitch Trubisky got pulled, 7-for-13 for for 84 yards and an interception. Uh, George Pickens, 6 catches, 102 yards. And Pat Fryermuth, sneaky good tight end if you're looking for a fantasy option out there. 7 catches, 85 yards. Zach Wilson, on the other hand, after making a pass at Giselle, could have been a fake tweet, could have been real. It's one of the greatest memes going in football. We'll find that out later. Zach Wilson, 18 for 36, 252 a TD2 picks, so he didn't have himself a good game either. Brees Hall, 17 17 rushes, 66 yards, including the game-winning score. Uh Zach Wilson also had a catch in this game for two yards. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different players caught the football. Yeah, Zach Jeff Wilson Smith caught a two-yard touchdown pass. He had two touchdowns. Jeff Smith was targeted for nine different receivers for the Jets. Okay, so yeah, Zach Wilson did have a touchdown catch. So he threw for one and he passed for one. Shame he didn't get to rush for
1: one. I'm and pretty sure that was the first touchdown back. of the game, too, actually. Uh, so if shall. you had your first touchdown prop of Zach Wilson, um yeah. kudos uh, to you. The first
0: score was not first a score, first touchdown. 38 yard field goal. Then Yep. Braxton yeah. Berrios, pass complete to Zach Wilson, two yards for the touchdown.
1: So there's that. There's yeah. that. I mean I don't have much to add on this. I'll be interested to see what Pickett does this week. I feel like we kind of—I mean, it's always good to see the Steelers lose, especially with the way the division's going this Amen, season, brother. But um, I don't—I don't really have much to add to this because we got what a quarter and a half out of Pickett, and he threw three picks. The
0: question is, if if Kenny Pickett does not have a good first half this coming week, as no. Pittsburgh takes on Buffalo. Do we see Mitch Trubisky? Do we maybe
1: see Mason Rudolph? No. Pickett's the starter going forward. They drafted him to be the franchise quarterback, so he's playing the rest of the season out, in my opinion. Let's
0: move along, and let's talk about the fourth team in the North, the Baltimore Ravens. They fall at home against the 3-1 Buffalo Bills. You can't hate losing to the Bills.
1: I can hate the way we
0: lost. But you can hate the fact that they blew a 20 to 10 lead with 942 remaining in the third. Now granted, that doesn't look as bad. and they were actually at 20 to three with nine seconds left in the first half. So they blew um, a 17- point lead. But the thing that's going haunt Buff- or the thing that's going to haunt Baltimore in this game is the final drive. We'll get to that, but first let's get to the stats. Josh Allen. 19 for 36, 213, a TD, a pick, and a sack. He added 70 yards on 11 rushes on the ground. He was the leading rusher for the Buffalo Bills. That's not sustainable. Devin Singletary, 11 rushes, 49 yards. Uh, Nobody really jumping off the score sheet through the air, receiving for Buffalo. For Baltimore, (coughs) Lamar Jackson, 20 for 29, 144, a TD, two picks, two sacks. He added 73 yards on the ground. Very comparable quarterbacks here, I feel. Like, these guys are cut from close to the same cloth. Allen's a better quarterback. Jackson's a better runner. We'll talk about that here in a minute as well. Justice Hall, eight rushes, 45 yards. J.K. Dobbins, 13 rushes for 41. That's what I said. You said Hall. Whatever. 13 for 41 and a score. Nobody really came alive receiving the football they took care of mark andrews two catches 15 yards that's something i feel if you can shut down mark andrews you have a good chance of shutting down the baltimore
1: Ravens. <laughs> somebody Bob else has Dan- to step up bateman has uh, to step up agree i mean duvernay stepped up here um i mean dobbins had a good game he he, he scored both the touchdowns one through the air one mm-hmm. on the ground it's just a matter of they gotta close out games this is two two in the last three weeks that they they should have won. This team could easily be 4-0. Let's be honest here, Ed. But I feel like you can say that about the Browns. You can say that about the
0: Ravens. You can say that, well, Cincinnati, not so much. No. Um, But you can say that about the Browns, too. I mean, the Browns conceivably should be
1: 4-0. I mean, look, I don't don't disagree with you. The Browns could very well be 4-0. But if I told you... At the beginning of the season, the Ravens would be 4 and 0 to start the season after having at one point in the game they lead the Dolphins by 20 and at one point in the game they lead the Bills by 20 and they're 4 and 0. That wouldn't shock you to me as much as if they blew those
0: two huge leads, yeah.
1: As if I said to you the Browns are 4 and 0, you'd be shocked if I told you the Browns were 4 and 0 no one percent percent starting the season.
0: 4-0. I was going to say that depends on which side of the suspension we're on. You know, if you told me that, oh, hey, they got Deshaun Watson and he hasn't been suspended, the Browns are 4-0, I'll buy no, it. I'm
1: saying with Brissett starting. With oh, starting, yeah. you, you'd be sh- right. I mean, so the Ravens blowing those two leads, it's – yeah. You oh, yeah. got to, you, you have to take the point, in my opinion, if you're Harbaugh. I understand going for it with Lamar. He's your guy. But at the same time, you have to be the coach and you have to make that decision. Um, that's I've been that's- one decision. It was a terrible decision. I agree. I am I'll be honest with you. I'm ready to move on to the next one. Four fourth and two from the two. So
0: fourth and goal from the two. I don't understand why you don't run the football.
1: That's Especially, another thing too. I mean Did we not learn
0: from Marshawn Lance? You you look at the pressure that Buffalo got on that play, like it wasn't it wasn't like they weren't in the backfield a good amount. You know, you run a play action pass and you give it to you give it to J.K. Dobbins. You have Lamar run a draw. You can run an
1: option. You can run yeah. an option.
0: I mean, there, there are a lot of ways to go there. but And you know what? You can rip me apart all you want. I trust Lamar
1: Jackson's legs more than I trust his arm. Simple as that. I mean, based off, I mean, I, I, I can't rip you apart for that because I understand why you say that. Um, I think he is... I think he is doing just I think he's doing away with that narrative so far this season. Uh this game didn't help that, but up to this point it is what it is. Let's move on. We're running we're running long here. No, we're not. Um to
0: be fair, there was 4:15 left and yet I get you trust your defense, but you can't let the Bills kill the entire clock and go the length of the field for a Tyler Bass 21-yard field goal with no time on the clock. You can't
1: trust your defense with how they've played this season.
0: (laughs) I mean, apparently Harbaugh does. Let's move along. Arizona took care of Carolina 26-16 on a double XP weekend at Bank of America Stadium. The Cardinals are victorious. Uh, Kyler Murray, 23 for 32, 207, two TDs and a pick and a sack. He added 26 yards on 12 carries. On the ground, James Conner 15 for 55. On the ground, the Cardinals did go over 100 yards on the ground, but they just it was among four different guys. Nobody really jumps out there. Marquise Brown 11 targets, six catches, 88 yards, and a score. Baker Mayfield 22 for 36, 197, a TD, two picks, and two sacks. No rushing attack to speak of for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey, eight for twenty-seven. He did go nine for nine through the air for 81 yards and a score. Is it time
1: to pull the plug on Baker? I mean, I don't know who you can put in place of him, but yeah, Baker's kind of a get me home quarterback at this point. Get me through the season. Matt Rule's probably going to be done. And um that's just- where we'll that's where we'll be at. Uh so- Ed, I would just also like to point out. I did. It was a double XP weekend. Uh, I did go back on my word, but I did not change my picks because I am a man of my word. Unlike you. And um, you can fist yourself. I, uh, I actually bet on the Cardinals to win this weekend. So there's that.
0: So under Matt rule, Carolina is one and 26 when opponents score 17 or most uh, 17 or more points. They have lost 24 in a row on those games. So there's that. I don't think there's much to get here other than the fact that maybe Arizona's not nearly as bad as what we think they are. They sit at two and two. Carolina falls to one and three. Let's talk about two teams that did play abysmally, and that is Green Bay and New England. Aaron Rodgers took care of this one at home, 27-24. Although he did say winning like this is not sustainable. This one went into overtime with Mason Crosby kicking a 31-yard field goal with no time left. The thing we got going here, who's going to be the quarterback for New England? With Mac Jones already sitting out, Brian Hoyer and Bailey Zappi. One of them's hurt, the other one, as Hoyer had to leave the game. Zappi came in 10 for 15, 99 yards and a score. Hoyer didn't exactly light up the football field either. He was five for six for 37. Green Bay did get home to the quarterback four times. The rushing attack for New England, Damian Harris, 18 for 86. Ramondre Stevenson, 14 for 66. Nobody really jumped off the page rushing as Devontae Parker had the only score through the air on two catches for 24 yards. 25 of them on one catch. So you do math on that one. Aaron Rodgers, 21 for 35, 251, two TDs, a pick and a sack. Aaron Jones, 16 for 110 with three catches for five yards through the air. A.J. Dillon, 17 for 73, one catch for 11 yards through the air. How about Alan Lazard, six catches for 116. Romeo Dobbs one touchdown on four five catches forty
1: seven yards. Oh, oh my God, that second one was so close to a touchdown. Oh, tell me you know which one I'm talking. When he dropped I, when the yeah. ball caused it to. That was such a beautiful catch too. I he think, just couldn't keep it. He just couldn't I, keep it controlled.
0: I hate that rule. I hate because I mean he had two points of contact with the ground, but the whole ground. I I don't agree. Uh, Bob Tanya two catches, 22 yards and a score. You got to love it when the big guys get home. Aaron Rodgers said this isn't sustainable and he may be right. They should have won this game going away, especially with the quarterback injuries. But, uh, Green Bay have- now sits at three one and the top of the NFC North. How long they stay there will remain to
1: be seen. I want to read you off some stats real quick. All right. This is your sure. college stats. Sure. Uh, 5,967 yards, a 69.2 completion percentage, 62 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, and a quarterback rating of 168.9 over the course of a season. It's a 14 game season. Okay. What would you say about that? You think that's good?
0: I'd say, yeah, he's
1: good. But who did he do it with? Western Kentucky. Exactly. Western Kentucky. But doesn't it kind of ring a bell about a quarterback that gets drafted late by the Patriots and probably going to end up getting a starting job due to an injury and may never come off the field again?
0: One half of football.
1: Look, I'm not not saying it's going to happen. All I'm saying is it could happen, and would you be shocked if it happened?
0: There's a big difference between the schedule that Michigan played and the schedule that Western Kentucky plays. Just saying. Not a lot to add to this one, but the Packers do sit atop the North. New England falls to one and three. Bill Belichick, does he retire at the end of this year? If the Patriots are bad, is it a forced retirement? We'll see. Let's move along. We're going to go to Las Vegas. Allegiant stadium hosted the victorious Las Vegas Raiders. As they get their first win of the year, 32 23 over the Denver Broncos. Do you trust Russell Wilson's cooking?
1: I cannot get Denver, right? I'm going to go. Oh, for six 0 for 17 on them this season with picking their games. Because you every time I Denver pick them last year, no, I did that with the giants last year. The giants. That's right. Um, I just can't get their games right, man. I can't. Like, I don't even know how to describe. Like, it's unexplainable at this point. Josh Jacobs. I think that sums up this game. Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams sum up this game. I don't really know if we need to talk about anything else besides the fact that Derek Carr's not a good quarterback. Oh, that's harsh. But Derek Kirk. Carr's an in in average quarterback, a slightly above average. He's Kirk Cousins. Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, make your choice. Go. Derek Carr.
0: Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins. Am I basing it off age or just stats? Just now, you had one game to start week five. Derek Carr, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. Mm. Okay. Russell Wilson, 17-25, 237, two TDs, sacked three times. He added 29 yards on the ground and a score. Congratulations, Denver. Your $235 million quarterback is also your leading rusher on a team that has Melvin Gordon.
1: And Javante Williams, who is now out for the season with an ACL tear. He
0: was 10 rushes for 28 yards before the injury. Uh, Jerry Judy, four catches, 53 yards and a score. Cortland Sutton, five catches, 52 yards and a score. Maybe they overpaid for Russ. Derek Carr, 21 for 34, 188, no TDs, no picks, sacked twice. Josh Jacobs, 28 rushes, 144 yards and two scores. Devontae Adams, nine catches, 101 yards. While he didn't make it to the end zone, he was the highlight reel for the Raiders. And you need to keep giving him the football if you're going to win. Nothing on that, Dan. Fantastic. Let's move along. I
1: mean, I, I no, I don't really have much to add on this one. This is just another one of those games.
0: This was a game that was built up by NBC, a battle of icons or the passing of the torch game. Not sure Tom Brady has the torch anymore, and I'm not sure he did going into this one. The Kansas City Chiefs go into Tampa Bay and Raymond James Stadium and take care of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 41-31. The Chiefs move to three and one on the season. If they finish 15-1, and
1: how bad does that loss look to the Colts? Well, they're not going to finish 15-1, and but it would look disgusting.
0: I'm telling you. uh, Travis Kelsey, he did, you know, he caught a 16-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes in a very Travis Kelsey kind of way. However, the best touchdown pass on this one came in the second quarter as Clyde Edwards-Alaire caught a underhanded flip? I'm not sure what you call it. But it was a two-yard pass from Patrick Mahomes that may be the play of the year so far. Uh, Patrick Mahomes did Patrick Mahomes things. 23 for 37, 249, three TDs, a bad-looking interception. He was also sacked three times. He added 34 yards on the ground. Clyde edwards or 19 rushes, 92 yards and a score. He also added one catch for two yards and a score. Travis Kelsey, nine catches, 92 yards. He got into the end zone. Uh, on, on just a very Travis Kelsey way to score rumbling, stumbling, fumbling, and getting into the end zone, Tom Brady threw the football 52 times, 385 yards on 39 completions, three TDs, although he did not look good in that first half. And by did not look good. I mean, he was missing open guys. He was overthrowing guys. It did not look like the Tom Brady old, despite the fact the stats say different.
1: I'll tell you what, he thanked Mike Evans for, uh, for that suspension, huh? Um, Eight catches on 10 targets, two touchdowns,
0: 103 yards through the air. He was the leading guy. Although Leonard Fournette, three rushes, negative three yards, but seven catches on seven targets for 57 yards and a score. You can't have Leonard Fournette negative yardage rushing the football. In fact, and I can't believe this is correct. Tampa Bay ran the football six times. For negative three, or I'm sorry, for positive three yards and a score from Rashad White. That's actually, wow. Just how, the, how do you run the football only six times for only three yards?
1: Yeah, like I wonder how many holding penalties there were and stuff like that. that were, I don't, there's just so much there, I don't know. And they only punted the ball three times too. And a uh, field goal.
0: Tampa Bay was called five penalties for 40 yards. Kansas City was 12 for 17 on third down. 12 for 17 on third down. <clears throat> Think about that for a second. That's ridiculous. Either way, Tampa falls the two and two, but nobody is out of the playoff picture in any way, shape, or form in any conference. So two and two, that's good enough for me. Kansas City did have a large lead in this one as they were up 28 to 10 after a Noah Gray one-yard rushing touchdown with 2.11 left in the second quarter. Uh, Mike Evans from Tom Brady with 10 seconds left made it 28-17 going into halftime, but Kansas City came back and brought it... I'm sorry. Tampa Bay came back with a Leonard Fournette five-yard pass from Tom Brady to make it 41-31 with 3.30 left, but could not get the football back. You got to see more from... Tommy,
1: I mean, I don't know how much you can really, how much more you can really see. He didn't throw a pick. Got, 30, 39 for fifty-two. You, I mean, I, I just, mean, I think you chalk this up to the Kansas City defense playing well and Patrick Mahomes getting off to a hot start. When Brady looks bad, he's bad, and he was bad in that first half. I don't disagree with you, um, at all. It I mean, just, it, I, he's he got had, a lot of stuff going on too. He hired some divorce lawyers and.
0: Tampa had to play a perfect game to beat Kansas City, and they didn't. It's as simple as that simple as that speaking, I of a, speaking of a team that did not play a perfect game in fact far from it the los angeles rams in california but northern california in san francisco fell to the niners 24 to 9 as they failed to get into the end zone matt gay had three field goals from 26 29 and 39 so folks if you're doing the math that's three red zone possessions that failed this one was capped off by a I'm not going to pretend to know how to say that name, a 52-yard pick six. You know what? I am going to try Talanoa Hufanga. Uh look close. Yeah, seems right. Uh Jimmy Garoppolo did find Debo Samuel for a 57-yard beautiful pass, but it was more or less the run for Debo on that one as he he sliced the Los Angeles defense on that one. Matt Stafford, you ready for the stat line? 32 for 48 for just 254 yards and a pick. He was also sacked seven times. Now, normally when you see a quarterback get sacked seven times in a Rams game, you think Aaron Donald had a good game, but it was his quarterback that got sacked that many times. The Rams could not do anything on the ground. Their leading rusher was Darrell Henderson. Seven rushes for 27 yards. And the Rams actually had zero sacks. That is surprising, especially given Jimmy Garoppolo is not exactly the most fleet of foot. Uh, Cooper Cup was force-fed the football. 19 targets, 14 catches, 122 yards. Tyler Higby was also given a fair amount of touches. 14 targets, 10 catches, 73 yards, but it just wasn't enough, as Stafford did look a little off himself in this one. You know who didn't look off, Dan? Jimmy Garoppolo, who they played it about six times during this game, said goodbye to the San Francisco media, and yet is winning football games for the Niners. 16 for 27, 239, a score added three yards on the ground. Jeff Wilson, 18 for 74 and a score. Debo Samuel had one of the best run after catches in the NFL, at least that I've ever seen. Same. Six catches for 115 and a touchdown. That 57-yard run, that's, that's going to give Patty Mahomes a play, of the, a play of the week run for its money. Uh, but perhaps the best thing to come out of this game, Bobby Wagner laying the smack down on the on the streaker that came onto the field. Oh, by the way, he's getting sued. Yep. Which is one of the most ridiculous things I have ever heard of. You run out of the field. What do you think's gonna happen?
1: Yep, like, I thought that was ridiculous as well.
0: Especially when you're running over to the Rams' sidelines. While the Rams are on offense, so you got guys like Aaron Donald, you got Bobby Wagner.
1: Those guys don't know what
0: you're going to do. You got something smoking in your hand. You got to think it's a bomb. Well, either way, just the fact that Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald and Bobby Wagner are on that
1: sideline. Three of the hardest hitters in football. Yeah, I just don't know if you can really count Jalen Ramsey after watching him trying to tackle Debo on that run. But (laughs) I digress. there's
0: a lot of video out there of him laying the SmackDown to people. That's the second wrestling reference in tonight's contest. As, oh, by the way, just want to point this out Extreme Rules comes up on Saturday. Me and Dan may have a show to talk about it coming up here shortly, but we are running against the clock. So let's make our picks for this week, Dan. And we're going to do this rapid fire style. On Thursday, Indianapolis goes to Denver. We both pick Denver. Are you changing it, Dan? No. The Giants are going to Lambeau to face the Packers. We both picked Green Bay. Are you changing it? No, you can, though. I will not. Buffalo was going to host Pittsburgh. I'm not even going to ask. Buffalo rolls in this one. The Chargers are going into Cleveland, and I'm changing it. And I hate myself Uh, for doing it.
1: I was getting ready to say, Ed, are you going to change it?
0: I bet with my heart, or I bet with my gut last week. And it got me my best record ever. I'm going with my heart this week, and it's going to fail me. Houston is going to Florida to face Jacksonville. We both picked Jacksonville, not because we like the Jaguars, but because Houston sucks. Chicago's going to Minnesota. We both picked Minnesota, not because the Vikings are that good, but because the Bears suck. suck. This is a game we have different. Seattle's going to New Orleans. I don't know why I'm picking New Orleans and I'm not. I'm changing that one to Seattle because Gino looked good and I don't know who the quarterback's going to be for New Orleans. Detroit is going to New England. We both picked Detroit because we don't know who the quarterback's going to be for New England. Oh, Dan, you're going to change it? No, nah, man, I like Jared Goff too much. I thought about it, but I like Jared Goff too much. You got to slow his name down because it sounds like something you do in private time. Miami, <laughs> is two MetLife Stadium to face the oh. Jets. We both took Miami,
1: and I don't know why. I thought about changing this, but I'm I just think it. there was. I'm changing it. I'm okay, I think it. I'm taking good. the Jets because I think I'm... the receiving core in Miami is just too good, regardless of who's throwing on the ball. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Miami. It's not going to be. It's going to be Teddy. Uh, uh. Uh, Atlanta's
0: going to take on Tampa Bay. We never bet against Tom Brady. That's one of the. Th- you remember the three Cardinal rules, Dan? They don't count. You never bet against Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, or Patrick Mahomes. So we both picked Tampa Bay in this one. Next up, Tennessee is going to Washington. We sure we're going to stick with Tennessee on this one? Oh, I'm going to change. Are you really? I picked the wrong color blue there. You got to love being colorblind, folks. Uh, Let's move along as Dan is now going to take the Washington Commanders to win at home against Tennessee. San Francisco is going to Carolina. This is not because the Niners are that good. This is because
1: Baker Mayfield sucks. I'm I'm saying it.
0: Arizona is going to host Philadelphia in a game where I think Philly drops this one. For their first loss, and the Dolphins of seventy-two can chink their glasses. <coughs> uh, the Dallas Cowboys are going to vague I'm sorry, going to Los Angeles to face the Rams. This is not because the Rams are good.
1: This is because
0: I don't know who the quarterback is. I, in Dallas. I, I
1: picked the Rams because it's across. It's across. Well, it's not really a cross-country trip. It's like a mid country
0: They They are going across two time zones. But they are playing in the evening, so. It's like they're starting the game at two instead of one. I'm
1: going to th- I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with I'm going to. I'm going to stick with the Rams or wait, they're losing time. Oh, no, they're gaining time. Well, yeah, they're losing time.
0: So they started at three instead of one. Uh, Cincinnati is going to Baltimore in the Sunday night game. We both pick Baltimore because I don't trust the Cincinnati line. That's fair. And, but I don't trust Baltimore with a lead ever. That's fair. I'm picking Cincinnati. I figured you would flip on that game. I just, I, I and then in the Monday night game, the Raiders go to Kansas City And why do we pick Kansas city, Dan? Uh, I don't trust the Raiders. You'd never bet against Patrick Mahomes. That's going to wrap it up for us. Unless you got anything else. I'm checking my notes here. Oh yeah. One more thing. A fan did pass away in the Pittsburgh stadium in, in Heinz field, as they fell off an escalator, our thoughts go out to that family and to all of Steeler nation as they mourn the loss of one of their own. That's going to bring an end to the players to be named later podcast. Great show as always, Dan. Good show. Good show. For sure. We are going to meet you all next week. When we talk about (coughs) the week five recap week, six picks, we may get you something on the limit or on the extreme rules. We may not. We haven't done a wrestling show in a while. And stay tuned. We got playoff baseball. We're going to get you a show tomorrow or Friday. Previewing all the matchups that are matchups. We have the Cardinals and Phillies. We have the, what, Mariners and and Blue Guardians Jays. or Blue Jays or whoever, whatever. It's an exciting time to be a fan as hockey starts on Friday. Baseball playoffs start on Friday. There's We'll be reeling from a football game on Thursday. Probably not. It's going to be a bad game. All of that and more coming up next week. Dan,
1: pleasure as always. And I enjoyed myself, Ed. You didn't brag too much. I appreciate that. As always, we'd like to
0: thank you all for listening. And just remember, your team's not doing so hot. It can always be the players be named later who can make it better. See ya.